1: of the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls Coverage Show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy and co-host, Trey Hill. After a fantastic, amazing, uh, you know, full, full team effort win here, the Chicago Bulls defeat the Wizards, 130 to 122 behind my guy, Ayo Desumu, uh, you know, uh, who, who had a great game. Uh, Zach Levine dropped 27 points, led the team uh damar only fifteen points, but uh, it was, really was a full team effort right trey
2: one hundred percent um I gotta pull up the box score here. I know we had a multitude of guy uh, guys over fifteen points one two three four five six mm-hmm. uh the most we've had all the most we've had all year it was the wizards don't play any defense, and that really showed up tonight yeah. um guys were getting all the shots they wanted. Uh, the bench, I think, was shooting like 20 of 21 at one point. The team shot 50, 40, 90 as a team. Just a great overall offensive showing.
1: Yeah, it just it seems so easy. And, uh, you know, to me, this is what it really, you know, comes down to when you have guys like Kobe White and Aya and and uh, Tony Bradley even, uh, you know, just contributing in ways that they can contribute. You know, when everyone's just kind of playing at their highest level, um, you know, they, they can be, and I'm not going to say the Washington Wizard team. Uh, that we just beat is a good team Uh, i I struggle to even say that even when they opened the seasons so hot i mean they were like i don't know seven and three or eight or two or eight and two or something in their first 10 games they were really really you know shut off to to start the year Uh, i struggled to even call them a good team then so now that they've been struggling after a while i really don't think they're a really great team but uh, at the same time i think any team that we'd have played tonight if we play like that i think it's it's hard for a team to beat us right
2: yeah, and the Wizards aren't a good team, but they're a good offensive team. Yeah. And tonight all of their starters had at least 14 points. I feel like I felt like they had a good offensive game. They they were right in it up until, you know, the fourth quarter. They even had the lead, you know, halfway through the third quarter there for a minute. And it was, you know, it was a back and forth affair, but the Bulls pulled it out in the end. Um they just kind of went on a run. They actually uh I have had a dunk with 3:43 left to give them 130. They didn't score the last three minutes and 43 seconds oh. of the game, <laughs> wow. which I thought was weird.
1: I actually didn't even notice that. Um, I, you know, we actually got started getting ready for this maybe about, with about a minute and a half, two minutes ready left in the game because, uh, it was pretty much in hand at that point. I mean, there was no way that those was going to come back, and uh, the Bulls were just too good tonight. But, uh, hey, listeners, please take a moment to go follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Go follow it now as I drop my phone all over the floor. Go follow it, guys. Uh, it's really you, great. <laughs> go ahead.
2: You mentioned DeMar only had 15 points. Yeah. I noticed there towards the end the Wizards were throwing a, a hard double towards him. They didn't really do that towards the beginning, but I I did feel like the only time I saw any defensive kind of pressure it was it was oriented at DeRozan. I feel like the Wizards thought if they if they could slow down DeRozan along with their offensive firepower, it would give them a chance, and then the rest of the Bulls just uh, beat them.
1: Well, I I hope that the rest of the league is dumb enough to think that that's a good strategy because the Bulls have just way too many weapons for that uh, to be effective. I think, you know, even if DeRozan only has 15, like I said, uh, Zach Levine had 27 tonight. And again, it's another quiet 27 for him. You don't even really feel like he scores that much. But that third quarter, he was huge. Uh, had a big third quarter for us. Obviously, Vucevic had a a nice game, 16 points, 14 rebounds, Uh, shot about 42% from the field. He was struggling a bit until that fourth quarter. He had a few shots to bring him up above that uh, 40% mark. Uh, And obviously, you know, Kobe White, uh, seven of eight from the field. Uh, That's not going to happen every night. You say that's not going to happen every night, but that's happened like three out of the last four games or something, which is just insane. Uh, It's just a good run for him. He's, He's hot right now. Uh, he will cool off at some point, but seven of eight from the field, 21 points, four of four from beyond the arc, three of three from the line. Uh, he did uh, chip in three assists there, too. So, uh, But that's what you want to see out of Kobe, man. You know, you want to see him just be a microwave. He came in, uh, hit some shots, got his confidence up. Every single three he took was in rhythm, looked like it was a great shot. You know, um, you're know, you going to hit him or you're going to miss him. He just took him without any real thought behind it. You know, It didn't look like he was second-guessing himself, and that's what you want from him, man. Just take those shots, be confident um if you end up going one for ten it's what happens for a shooter right especially a volume shooter
2: right he just continues to shine can uh him and io i feel like they've really started to get a nice little rhythm together playing uh io himself he had 18 points five rebounds four assists and three steals you know he was all over the place tonight yeah and kobe he was just I felt like again the defensive effort not just from him but from the whole team. I felt like you could see it again tonight. They the Wizards they used that to their advantage in the third quarter it got you know it got really kind of chippy. I I don't have the free throw numbers in front of me but I I would bet the Wizards shot quite a few free throws in the third quarter and the Bulls, they, they like to play aggressive. They like to help. And I, I think this team, it really shows how much of a team they are. And I, I'm i really hoping that the Bulls can hold on to this number one seed come playoff time and avoid the Bucks and Nets until the conference finals.
1: They are two games ahead of both of those teams now. The uh, Bucs and Nets did play each other tonight, and the Bucs won uh, pretty handily, pretty convincingly from everything I'm seeing on my Twitter timeline. Obviously, I'm, uh, I am i wasn't watching the game, but uh, all the Brooklyn Nets people that I follow were uh, a little bit, shall we say, not excited about their team tonight uh, as the Bucs just kind of put it out them from start to finish. So uh, it is what it is. You know, it's only one game. Uh, I think the Nets will be totally fine, but uh, it is nice to have a, a couple game lead on both of those teams. Uh, like I said, I do think the, the Bucks will shoot up the rankings here um, and maybe even overtake the Bulls before it's all sudden done. Uh, but who knows? I mean, you know, we've got the trade deadline looming here, and uh, there's rumors that the Bulls could be buyers. They could be all in on, on this year. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. Let, let's, leave that till, uh, let's leave that for our, our longer show on Sunday, but let's stick to the game tonight. Um, but anyways, uh, I was I did want to talk about Vucevic, though. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, he just showed his skill in the post, in the low post all game. Uh, this team, you know, the other team didn't have, outside of Gafford, they don't really have a really impressive interior defense, even with Gafford. I, I think uh, sometimes Gafford's defense can be a little bit, you know, overvalued uh he isn't necessarily the best defender when it comes to being in the right position all the time so um you know he, he got switched on to some some smaller players really took advantage uh big on the boards as well uh you think you read like 14 of them i think i said or, or 15 16 somewhere in there i uh, just been grabbing boards like crazy uh bulls just did a great job though also uh i thought in positions where he was heading to the basket. Uh, I know there were several times he got caught the ball in the middle of the lane and just got the ball, like, right at the front of the rim, basically, and just laid it up and in. Uh, so some nice easy bunnies for him, too.
2: Yeah, I feel like Billy Donovan has made it a point that the the rest of the Bulls make sure to punish other teams when they switch on to Vucevic because they want, they want to make sure that teams have to pay a price for that. And – the the passing that Vucevic has out of that post, he I know we were talking about his shot. He shot 53% inside the arc. He went 0-4 from three tonight, which was a little unfortunate because they were open looks. But mm-hmm. his, his passing again tonight, I thought, was just another high point. He had seven assists. And not only did he have those seven assists, but he had a lot of plays where it just kind of kept the offense flowing. Um, you mentioned Kobe White had those in-rhythm threes. I know Vucevic assisted on at least one of those, and it was it's just nice to see. I feel like he's also found his role on the offensive end. Um, you know, Zach and Damar, they, they like to have the ball, but Vucevic as that release valve and playmaker from that release valve, I think he's really found the perfect role for him on this offense.
1: And while you were talking there, Trey, uh, I was just counting here because I don't the the by quarter, uh, you know, breakdowns aren't quite out yet. But Levine looks like he did have his 18 of his 27 points in that third quarter. So an 18 point quarter in that third. Uh, and he really kept I mean, the Wizards took their best punch in that quarter. And again, this is what a you know star player does. And I, I, you want to say Demar is the best player on the team right now. I get it but if you don't have zach levine on this team this team is not nearly as good uh zach levine is needs to get in the all-star game he needs to be an all-star uh or if you know if he doesn't get in there from fan voting then he needs to be chosen as a reserve i think uh he deserves it man um the wizards took their best punch you know levine had a couple of big big shots was aggressive at getting the ball to the rim uh which i saw again which i love seeing from from zach levine and i think it's something that you know demar DeRozan's rosen's really effective with him and, and you know helped him develop uh that game of just getting to the rim when your shot's not necessarily falling it was only one for six from beyond the arc tonight um but yeah he just that third quarter he just took charge and and just said hey no you're not coming back you're not making this a game uh we're keeping this distance and that made it again an easy win for the bulls so uh hats off to zach 100
2: <laughs> uh, percent. so dallas is up next do the bulls continue this winning streak and it make it what it'd be 10 in a row if they can beat Dallas. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, I think Chris Stavs is still going to be out. Uh, he's in the health and safety protocols, I believe. And Luca, uh, is he in the health and safety protocols also? I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. I think he's been there.
2: playing. Oh, has I he's he playing? just came. I thought he just, came he didn't back. play tonight. He did not play tonight. I know that.
1: No? because, okay. um, I have Gila Brunson in some fantasy leagues So I know that he didn't play tonight. Uh, Let me see. He's got a red ankle sprain, so he's officially ruled out of Friday's meeting with the Rockets. It was the Rockets, though, so uh, he was only listed as doubtful coming into the game, so it's possible he plays. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, again, if the Bulls play as well as they played tonight, you know, no team can beat them, (laughs) I don't think. Uh, So, yeah, they could easily extend it. This is the first nine-game win streak since the Bulls finished the season I can't remember the year now, but they, they finished the season. In I think like it was,
2: 16, wasn't it year? like 2011?
1: 2000, yeah. They finished the season With like 60 Corver. something. Yeah. 62 and 20 or something like that. in that year, that season, uh, it was like the end of the season and yeah, I think core read like 19 points or something. And, uh, it was a nine. Yeah. That's the last time they had a nine game win streak. So it's been over a decade, right? <laughs> so,
2: yeah. So we were due for another one and it, it, it's nice to get, I'm really hoping for that 10th win, um, you know, double digits is even better.
1: Let me uh, let me say something here about, you know, we, we're talking about the trade deadline, uh, and we'll talk about that on Sunday a little bit more, so everybody tune in for that. Uh, Trey and I are actually in a mock uh, trade deadline league, uh, which I keep forgetting Trey's in it, and I keep, like, messaging him, and he's like, wait, I'm in this league. Uh, but anyways, uh, so, yeah, we're in, a, we're in a mock trade deadline league, but there's some ideas we have for the Bulls. Uh, I think we're going to cover that again on Sunday. I know we talked about it a little bit already, but, you know, we got a little bit more time under us. So we'll, we'll, go into it again, but let me just say here, uh, while we'll talk about that, you know, the reason I think that the bulls do need to make a move is I'm just not, I'm not super impressed with Derek Jones Jr. Uh, not super impressed with Javante Green either. Uh, as far as Derek Jones Jr. Goes, you know, he played tonight, didn't have a super great game. I mean, I, I do like him as a guy that can bring, come to the game and play 10 to 15 minutes. But he just seems to just be a bit frail, uh, lacks strength. I mean, leaping high, it only brings so much to the basketball game. Javante Green is essentially the same player. Um, you know, I think those guys are are pretty interchangeable. I think there's some small differences between the two, but they're basically the same player. Trey, am I wrong?
2: No. Um, what do you think about the rumors that Patrick Williams might be able to come back before the end of the season?
1: I am, you know from our discussion with Mark K that I am a big Patrick Williams fan I would love to keep him on the team and develop him for the future um I think if I think he did make a good point Mark did when he was on the the show that if you know if we do think that we have a chance of winning the, this year uh or even going to the Eastern Conference Finals and then you just kind of take your chances and, and the luck goes your right way you never know what's going to happen Um, then you you probably pull the trigger on on getting a guy that's Patrick Williams ceiling right now and a guy like, you know, Jeremy Grant or uh, or what have you. So I I get that logic. Um, I don't think I necessarily agree with it. I think it's fun to think about. And, you know, if if I'm playing like 2K or something, it's fun to make those trades. But uh, I'm. All four Patrick Williams developing, and so if he can come back before the end of the season, I'm playing him. I don't care if the season i don't care if he fails miserably in the playoffs. I just want to see what happens right
2: right and i'm I'm wondering because he's he's healed quickly from the injuries he's had before that and I he, well, he's, he's 19, young. twenty so, yeah. right yeah <laughs> like i I remember being nineteen and twenty and how quickly I bounced back from things. So if AK thinks that Patrick Williams might be coming back, you know, towards the end of the season, he might he might just kind of hold on to this team, knowing that Derek Jones Jr. might not have to play a lot of minutes at that position, you know, dragging that position down a little bit. Because you're right, he has kind of underperformed a little bit, and n- no fault of him, he's been exactly what we thought he was going to be. Yeah. Um. You know, I think, he, I, think he there. yeah, I think he runs. Yeah. I think. Yeah. There's just a hole there.
1: So um, I, I would love for the Bulls to fill it, but like I said, not to mortgage the future. If um, I mean, it's a hard, it's hard because if you really do honestly think that you have a chance to win a championship this year, then yeah, go for it, right? Um, that's definitely a, uh, some logic I agree with, and, and I can see it happening. But um, you just don't know. I mean, you don't want to trade Patrick Williams and get, like I think, two years of Jer- Jeremy Grant is what he has left on his contract. And then you end up being, you know, a middling team, and then Patrick Williams ends up being, you know, Better than Jeremy Grant, basically, in a year or two. Uh, I mean, why take that risk, right? I mean, if it's going to, even if he ends up being basically the same player, I mean, why? Why, you know, the the contracts don't work out then. So uh, there's a risk involved. So, uh, you know, I think you can go either way with it. And I'm interested to see what Arturis uh, does and the front office does here. Um, But let's get back to, you know, some of these, uh, this game here and some things I saw. Lonzo, you were talking. About, you were talking actually, Trey, about how um, you know you thought the Wizards were really keying in on Demar. And I think one of the great things I saw tonight that I hope carries over and I think we'll see the rest of the season. So Lonzo just has all the time in the world to shoot, and he is able to just spot up at the three-point line. He even had a couple shots tonight where he was able to take a dribble and then shoot the ball to get his rhythm. And uh, he was incredible. Obviously, what was he five, like five for eight or something like that? He shot it really well tonight. Um, I got to get back to the box score. Excuse me one second. He six was of 11. six of 11. So he shot it really well tonight. Um, and he just, he, it just seems like he he has all the time in the world out there, uh, which I really love to see. And I, you know, obviously I saw some other things from him tonight, um, but I don't think, I mean, has he ever had that luxury on another team where he you know, he has a full two seconds or more to shoot a three pointer?
2: <laughs> I mean, not that I'm aware of. No. And that's part of probably why he came to the bulls. And some of that is also it, as Lonzo, he has a great ability to know where everyone is on the court at all times, and he's liable to as soon as he catches the ball make a pass. So I feel like defenses, like the off-ball defense, gets tight to his their hit their particular man when Lonzo gets the ball because Lonzo might pass it to their man. You know he he can make any pass from any angle. So if Lonzo's guy isn't right on him, there's not a lot of help coming off of other guys on Lonzo because Lonzo's going to hit the open guy.
1: Yeah, it's just it's beautiful. The spacing's beautiful. It's all I mean it's it's just the pieces fit so well. Um, and if you have Lonzo on your fantasy team, you're probably doing pretty well. But hey guys, we have a new brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at ThriveFantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props up. The biggest name is playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports ETHOS DFS team. More podcasts for advice on winners. Again, that code is ETHOS over at thrivefantasy.com. Uh speaking of fantasy, I gotta check uh how my league on DraftKings is doing. Ah, I'm in fourth out of 12. I thought I'd be I thought I'd be in first by now, but that's okay. I'll I'll catch up, no worries. Um, but no, yeah, so so getting back to Lonzo, there was a couple things, you know, he had a hezzy at about 8:30 left in the in the first quarter. Um that was just brilliant. Like you said, he's always looking up the floor, always has his eyes up. Um I saw the defender, I think it was Gafford. and They had the wizards stuck with this all night. They had Gafford. Uh, going under screens, and this is probably why they sat him last game. I know we were talking about that a little bit. You know, he only played like 22 minutes in the last game. Let's see, tonight he had 27, 28, 28 oh, just about. And, um, you know, it's it's that drop coverage, you know, where he's going under the screens and not coming out, and the Bulls are just punishing it from deep. Uh, Lonzo did it a few times. Zach did it, I think, once and he, for his 1-3 that he got. Uh, or maybe he just got it for an open look. But But, you know, it's just hard for them. Uh, to play defense with effort, basically not being able to, to you know, step out and, and guard people on the perimeter like that. Um, but, you know. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. And even without, and, 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 you know, Zach Levine, uh, just to talk a little bit more about him, he wasn't hitting threes tonight, but he fin- He was finishing through contact, which was, which was another great thing to see. You know, not only was he attacking into the line, I know he had a, a finish on a layup through Bradley Beal. He had a finish on a layup through Denny Avija, however you say his name. Uh, he, you know, he, he was just, um, just going with strength and finishing through uh, contact, which was awesome to see. Um, any other, oh, I, I just, did cl- one one more thing before, before I'm done here, the way that Io closed out this game, And I think you mentioned it. Io had that steal. He had a steal with 820 left in the fourth uh, on a Wizards fast break. DeMar had, you know, made an incredible move after that. Tony Bradley with an incredible cut. It was just, you know, boom, boom, boom. Easy four-point swing there. And then he had a shot with 720 left in the fourth with the shot clock running down. uh, Moving to the base, he he did did a move to the baseline with the shot clock, you know, running down. And then did a fadeaway jumper. Trey, how did, I'm guessing, 29 teams pass on this guy? I, I just don't get it.
2: I I'm not sure either. He's just he's just a winner, and he knows how to play. The more comfortable he gets in the NBA and with the NBA speed, it just seems like he's he just keeps adding more and more to his game in terms of assertiveness. Just what what an absolute steal of a draft pick that the Bulls got in the second round, and to me. How much would it suck if the the pick that the Bulls lost over the Lonzo thing, we lost another player of his caliber? Because our gener- our front office is just this good. Second round picks, you know, we we sh- we shrug our shoulder we shrug our shoulders at it, mm-hmm. but sometimes you get gems like this. I mean, you got Middleton, right? He's a second
1: rounder. Um, Jimmy was almost a second rounder. He was the last pick, I believe, in the first round. So
2: yeah, I think Jokic was a, was Jokic your second rounder. I think so, maybe, perhaps. I know Isaiah
1: Thomas was. So, um, yeah, you can can find gold there. It can happen. And obviously Arturis has done that with Io, and it could happen again. So that's a legitimate concern. Um, The thing I was thinking about with Io is it's so nice to have him on the team. Uh, I mean, he's going to be at the trade deadline. If the Bulls want to pull off a trade, he's going to be a very enticing piece if they want to go get something big.
2: Um how can you trade Io though after DeMar like legally adopted him <laughs> by going yeah, to the Io, Jersey ceremony? Io, yeah, and I yeah, I I don't think we mentioned it. Io had a career high tonight,
1: obviously, with those eighteen points. He must have been riding high off of that Jersey retiring ceremony. And obviously demar uh you know drove all two hours to Champaign for the ceremony, which was very nice. Saw a lot of nice things on Twitter about that. But uh No, I'm sure DeMar would be really hurt about that. So that is something there is obviously personal relationships to take into into account. But uh, the thing I think about is like, you know, this guy's on a rookie scale contract and that's invaluable within itself because then you can go out and get, you know, even if the Bulls uh, do well this year or don't do well this year, no matter what happens this year, you can go out and get another piece next season because you have an IO who's only making like under a million, I think, uh, you know, both this season and next season. Uh, because of that rookie scale contract, and because he was a second round pick, uh, you know he's gonna get his bag at some point. I mean, this kid can play. This kid's a, a basketball player, but you know, if you were to trade that away, you better darn well be getting something that gets you some wins now, right?
2: Yeah, I'm. I hesitate to wonder what, like I, I think he's played himself into a lot of a good value um do you think he could be the centerpiece of a jeremy grant trade
1: oh i think definitely yeah i think the way he's played um i think he's more he's got a more diverse skill set than a kobe white he's got more value than a kobe white um that's my opinion and obviously again the salary i
2: i agree i think I don't think Kobe Wyatt is any is close to being the centerpiece of a Jeremy Grant trade, personally. I think you'd have to add quite a bit if he was the best. Whereas I think Patrick Williams, he I think he's clearly a centerpiece in that yeah. sort of deal. I oh yeah. he's somewhere in between. So I was just kind of curious. Did you think he was do you think he's He's good enough to be a centerpiece.
1: So, okay. So instead of like, instead of P- Patrick Williams, you have like an IO and a Kobe White type package instead of, instead of a Patrick and Kobe White type package. Um, mm, right. It's a good question. I, uh, I mean, it, it's so hard. It, it, recency bias bias is such a B I T C H uh, you know, io has been playing so well. Uh, there's going to be a stretch of games where he's not going to play well. I can tell you that right now, Bulls fans, it's not always going to be all you know roses and butterflies and, and rainbows. Uh, so when that happens, you know we'll have a different opinion at some point. But uh, push come to shove, if you're asking me, um, no, I think I think Patrick Williams would be have to be the guy. I think he profiles more as the the guy you want on your team, like you know the three four hybrid. That everyone wants. I, I I think Io is a bit like that. He's just a little bit small for that role. And he's shooting it so well right now. I don't think that keeps up. I think NBA scouts and NBA teams are, are smarter than that. So, but what do you think?
2: I think if it was Io and Kobe, they'd have to consider it. Uh, especially, depend, you know, depending on what else was being offered out there. But if they both continue to play at close to this level... Both being as young as they are, like you said, Io having such a good deal. I think, it, I think it's a really good starting point. Uh, I just I hate to give up Patrick Williams. I can't help it. Um, yeah. So do the Bulls have another game this season where they shoot 50-40-90
1: uh, from the man. field? I mean, do we? I think the, they do. Do we play the Rockets again, or or the Kings? <laughs> right. Or, you know, because that that's possible. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they can. I don't think it's gonna happen very often, but I think it's possible. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um.
1: Hey, but what about this Trey? We got some Jordan Bell minutes tonight. Jordan Bell got into the game. I think he only played like four minutes or something. Let me see. Two, two. minutes. Two and two. two minutes and one second,
2: and he grabbed one rebound. And, and had a steal. Good for and him. And he had a steal. He had a steal. Yeah. He in two thousand two minutes. Good for you, Jordan Bell. Good the best. The, the
1: most. The thing I most remember about Jordan Bell is is being a disappointment because I did draft him in fantasy uh, on the advice of some fantasy experts one year um, when he was with the when he was with the Warriors and he ended up playing like not at all like they just didn't even play him so. That was a big waste of like an eighth round, seventh round pick or something, which was awful. But, uh, but yeah, that was pretty fun to watch. Uh, Jordan Bell get some minutes. See, yeah, it's come, it's come for s- full circle for that guy mm-hmm. with the Chicago <laughs> Bulls.
2: <laughs> Before you wrap it up, I I need to mention again because I think I've mentioned it every show since Vucevic hitting the New Year's resolution, Kobe White hitting his New Year's resolution, yep. the Bulls victory again, Bulls the Keith Cork New Year's yeah. resolutions continue to hit. Two keys for the game for me, all,
1: uh, for every game. What are they, Taco Bell keys to the game? Or is it like Ford keys to the game now? I don't remember what they do on the Bulls, Bulls broadcast anymore. I don't pay attention to that crap. But uh, The sports uh, ethos keys to, keys yeah, to the game. Yeah, the keys to the game. That's right. I do I do have one more thing, though, before we go, though. Uh, one more thing here. Uh, the Gafford put back with 430 left in the first. That one-handed, Ooh. powerful, yeah. Definitely left you a little breathless. But I want to point out, and this is going to be me being maybe a little bit of a, a petty homer uh that the very next play right after that happened Vucevic runs down and puts a master class on him in the post on the other side it just it was like such a beautiful illustration of like we traded uh you know what we had and we got Vuce who's like a very finesse skilled player versus a Gafford or you know Wendell Wendell's got a little skill too but um, they're both more of the power variety, right? So it's like finesse versus power. But it was hilarious to me because like everyone's like jaws dropped to the floor because he had that big one hand. And it was athletic as hell. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. But then he comes back and and just, you know, Vooch just puts like one or two little, you know, spin moves on him in the post and, and scores two points. They're both two points and, and one, you know, they both got, they both got the same in the box score at the end of the game. They're both the same. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, but before we do, you go guys. We wanted to go ahead and uh, also remind you all to use coupon code hoopball20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. But that's going to do it for us, guys. Um, You know, nine-game win streak. We're going to go for 10 against the Mavericks. I'm really hoping that happens. Uh, We're going to have another show for you, a longer show on Sunday where we discuss uh, some potential trade targets again for the Bulls. Um, just some other, you know, bigger picture stuff here as far as Bulls go. Uh, hopefully, we'll also have a guest for that one. I'm not too sure yet, trying to nail that down. But uh, hopefully, it's going to be a big name. You guys will all be excited about it. But until then, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBPKeith and Trey. Where can the people find you?
2: On Twitter at Final Final.
1: And follow the show, guys, at, at Bulls. And let's go get that done.